This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. It's blazing hot outside. You get in your car to turn on the AC to get cold air pumping, but it blows hot air out. This issue is commonly caused by low refrigerant due to leaks in the AC system. You want an easy, all-in-one solution. That will restore the cold air in no time. AC Pro Recharge Kits. Make restoring cold air easy for even those with zero DIY experience in less than 10 minutes. Save time and money versus going to a shop by picking up an AC Pro Recharge Kit today. Be a pro with AC Pro. This is the High Hopes Podcast. It's a bunch of baseball nerds talking about the Phillies on Radio.com and Sports Radio 94 WIP. Yo! It is another edition of the High Hopes Podcast. Here's the thing. Here's We're still going with that, by the way. We're still calling well, it the High Hopes Podcast. Yeah, it should really be the, the No Hopes Podcast. Right. It should be. Can we relabel I Hate the Major League Baseball Owners podcast? Is That'd that be great. A, uh, accept, acceptable name? Yeah, uh, I, uh, I'm i excited to be back talking to you. I missed High Hopes. I missed the High Hopes crew, our yes. people, like the community. Like I missed talking about the Phillies, obviously, even though, you know, literally nothing has changed with the Phillies since the last time we spoke and the last time we spoke before that, whatever. Um, but I'm, I'm so conflicted because the yell, I'm like, what do I do? Like, I'm excited to be back talking to you. Like, that's super awesome. But our sport is, is the worst, Jack, <laughs> the worst sport. Like, I hate the owners. I hate the commissioner. Like, they're all a bunch of, we don't curse on this podcast. Right. They're all a bunch of bleeps, Jack. They're a bunch of bleeps. Sure. And and I couldn't have said it any better. Because I was playing Paw Patrol with Zoe and she had a bucket of water and she's splashing water on me. Right. So, you know, I'm, I'm ready to pod. I missed you, buddy. How you doing? Well, let's put it this way, James. Every day I wake up and I think about baseball. I that's oh, uh, a, also... a tough uh, a tough existence, right? Well, now. I I also feel like I just got a bucket of water, cold water dumped on my head. So <laughs> I would say we're in a pretty similar spot. And yes, uh, before we get too far into this, um, I, I would... like a, I like a good before we get too far into this. Well, no, it's just you like never I never f- know what's gonna come. I feel like our schedule's been erratic, and I feel like we've yes. been all over the place, and I just. I love like James and I genuinely love doing this. We love it's our favorite you. thing we do. It's just like the last couple of weeks, like I was sick and then I was in Hawaii and then I got sick in Hawaii and I had a twenty four hour stomach bug. It was like all night. It was brutal, but I didn't, I didn't need to tell anyone that. I just feel like I had to add that to no, the list. I mean, you told me. I knew about it. We yes. texted. But, yeah. um, and then James last it, week was sick. Like we, We've had a lot of stuff going on. And my dog had to go to the freaking vet ER, and I my dog had seizures, and we think she had a stroke, and I've been dealing with that for the last was week. Was it because she missed baseball? Like, I mean, it could be, man. It could be, but it was... Let's just say it was an emotional week. Uh, yeah, like we were going to record that night or the yeah. next night of the stroke night. And then I spent the whole day at the vet ER. And then I was like, didn't sleep the whole night. So, yes, yeah, so we're back. 
We're gonna we're gonna be here. We're right? back, that's the and that's the plan. Even if our sport isn't here, we hate you, sport. We'll be here. That's the plan. Yeah, we will be. And uh, can I just do my uh, the, the, my future? Can I can I predict something, James? Can I oh, throw a little what, prediction? What would I ever say no to? What if I were like, no, Jack? I want you to to be serious and oh, keep it oh. in the moment and not look at. Well, I need I need no, you please, to say yes. Please, yeah, no, no. Jack Stradamus. This, go, this, go ahead, sir. Yeah, this wouldn't work if you didn't say yes. Um, so. <laughs> My future uh, prediction, uh, my I guess my prediction for the future, is that Major League Baseball comes to an agreement and free agency starts the day the NFL free agency starts so that everything gets lost in the mix. Because why? <laughs> why would Major League... That would be the most baseball thing of all time. Like the mo- yeah, like there's, no, there's no bigger lock. Like, rather than, hey, you know, let's come together. Like, he, James, uh, here's what I can't get past is that you're not not going to come to an agreement. So instead of wasting everyone's time, figure out what the other side wants, come together, and, and not like fall further behind in the eye of public opinion. You're going to have a baseball season. There's not, they're not going to cancel the season. So just figure out what you want and stop doing this, this stupid thing every single day. With, oh, wow, there's minor movement. No, just figure it out. Have a grown-up. God, they're just the worst. And they're going to well, come together. They're going to have an agreement. And it's going to be right when NFL free agency starts. So no one's going to care when the Phillies sign Kyle Schwarber because the Eagles will sign like Devontae Adams or something. And then it's just like, it's just like, it's just a, the whole thing's a disaster. It's freaking 65 degrees out yesterday. I'm thinking baseball, spring training, Bryson Stott. Like, it's just, it's just, I, I can't, dude. I can't do it anymore. Yeah, well, there are so many flaws in that prediction that you just made that, that March 10th, okay. We'll say that's an NFL free agency or March 16th. NFL yes. free agency. Like, hopefully they're even close to a deal by then. The, the, the problem you assume with your, your, you know, please get this done thing. And I agree at some point we'll have a season, but you assume that both sides actually want an agreement. You assume that both sides actually want to negotiate in good faith. There is one side that is unwilling to, to negotiate even. I mean, they're calling in arbiters. They're, they refuse to budge on anything like they they want a better deal than the one they just got they want with record revenues up until 2019 in the sport they want to say no 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 we want the players to get even less money of the pie like like what are you supposed to do with that like i I just and again i know that that look i'm not happy with anyone involved in this the players the owners all of it but but i think it's pretty clear like the owners are trying to to wait the players out they're trying to break their union they're trying to get the the vast majority of the union is a bunch of guys who don't make a lot of money. Like the, it's all like the, Oh, look at how much money they pay. Well, that a lot of them don't like, in reality, well, that's stupid. The stupid AP like article percent of the league make like a million or less or whatever it is. Like I, I just, I, or like something like that. Like, but the point is, is that like, how is the deal supposed to happen if one side is perfectly fine, not playing games and the other side needs games to be played. Like it's, it, it sucks. Well, yeah, and like you know, I, I applaud the players, like the, the fact that they've stuck together so far. Yeah, um, yeah, because they need to. They have to. And it's, honestly, it's James, a pivotal moment for them. Like honestly, James, I, I love baseball. I will always come back to baseball. If 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 it comes down to the players, like the players, I I feel like are, are I I used to be like, oh, everyone come together, or whatever. The the players need to stand strong here, and yep. even if it costs us a little bit of the season. I'm I'm for them. Like this whole thing is so it's so annoying. 
And it bothers me. It bothers me to no end that the stuff that gets put out by the the media is all leaked from the owner's side just to make the players look bad. And the owners aren't like it's leaked out to make it look like the owners are trying. Like we're extending an olive branch. They're not making real offers. I feel like I feel like we have to put that out, James as like a PSA. The owners aren't making real offers. Like if, if you if you see uh, one of these national media guys typing out like, oh, this was the Major League Baseball offer, and they're you know trying to they're trying to extend an offer to the players, and the players are just they're not negotiating at all. Well, it's because it's not a real offer. Like we need to be able to separate what's real and what's not. The owners haven't made any real offers. So you know, and and Destiny Legardo put out a, a brilliant tweet just about how like. When we have actually been guilty of this as well, talking about it's millionaires versus billionaires. Well, it's not really. It's yeah. It's billionaires yeah. versus a couple millionaires, and most and well, you're not even counting minor league guys. Like it's it's mostly well, the minor leagues is a whole separate, whole different thing. It's just like too. it's just when is when is why? And I know this is gonna sound stupid, but like why does everything have to be about money all the time? Like and it always has to come well, back to well, money. No, let me let me take it a step further. It's like why does it have to be about like like making money at the expense of your partner. Like in theory, the sport of baseball is a partnership between the owners, the teams themselves and the players. Like, why can't you, like the owners are still making tons of money. Like the, it's like, I've never seen a group of billionaires that are, that are the, the cry poor. Like, it's like, they have nothing. Like, how are they surviving in this world? Like record profit for like 17 straight years up until the pandemic happened, record profits every year. Like, like the, it's that they are unwilling to to say, all right, we'll make a good amount of money, and you guys can make some money too. Like it's it's crazy to me. It is. It's just. It's just. Uh, again, you know, I, I don't know why people are ever on the owner's side of this. They're not making real offers, and nope. some people will say, well, these players, like, you know, people get mad that Juan Soto turned down three fifty. It's like. He should. It's it's also he should that's, turn it down. It, the market demands that he makes more. Like, why would if any human being were going for a job somewhere and they have an opportunity to make a hundred thousand dollars somewhere or seventy thousand dollars somewhere, what are they gonna choose? If they, you know, like same company essentially, like of course you take what the market gives you. Like that's crazy. Also, like the, the owners are ma- have made more money in the la- like I know baseball nationally is is perceived as dying but that's not the reality when you look at how much the owners are making like they they they're having record revenue profits like I know the I know everyone likes to bring up the declining attendance and stuff but TV contracts are are more important than ticket attendance at this point anyway like the the By Phil- a mile the Phillies the Phillies Comcast deal is is how many billion Dude, and the 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 Fox National deal—they have a new deal that hasn't even kicked in yet. It's like five billion dollars. Like the, it's like, it, per year or whatever. Like it's like crazy. Like what are we talking about? <sighs> I don't Maybe know. It's five thousand, five billion tall. I'm not sure what the number is, no, but it's, it's a big number it's enough. that the it's owners. Enough. Yeah. And 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 again, like so much of this stuff, like it's the like I said before, up until the pandemic, which is obviously a you know 
hopefully once in a lifetime, you know, type of thing, like where it's, of course, profits are going to go down when you can literally have no one in stadiums and you're playing a 60 game season, all stuff. But up until it'd been 17 straight years of, oh, what's the record? Beat it this year. What's the record? Beat it the next year. What's the record? Beat it the year after that for 17 straight years. Like these owners can't sit here and say like, oh, we're not making money when every single year it's a record breaking revenue well, profit. And also it's revenue sharing. So they're, they're making money through that as well. Well, that too, and that's what allows the hypocrisy of like a Bob Nutting, like the the Pirates owner, to just shovel trash out on the field year by year, and and not do anything to actually put a competitive team on the field. And that's a whole separate issue that isn't even really being addressed in this this negotiating period. Because uh, you know, funny enough, like the thing, how much have we talked about the friggin' luxury tax on this podcast? And oh, the luxury tax—that's the big issue. That's the the linchpin issue of it. That. The owners barely want it to go up at all. Like, measure it with revenue is not even close. And, like, it's like, of course you guys want this. Of course right. you want a salary. Like, they've always wanted a salary cap without the actual, like, benefits on the other side of having a salary cap of a, a, a exact revenue split of the of the uh, there being a, a higher salary floor, all that stuff. Like, it's just, it's well, it sucks. The funniest part about the luxury tax thing is, like, it's not costing them anything to raise it. It's just the possibility that they might have to pay more player, like exactly, and like public like, pressure. We're not playing. We want a, We want a rule here that that f- like <laughs> guarantees that we're not going to play players. More. Yeah. Like, oh my god. Like I, I just, I genuinely, I, I, I don't know how people still side, but like still, still fall down and think, oh, this is the greedy players. Like it's just. Do like be smarter. I mean, simply put, just be smarter. Do like five minutes of research, right? Like, and like, honestly, like, like honestly. I know, oh, well, they're getting paid millions to play a kid's game. It's like, oh my god, so what? Like, I know this isn't again, it's not 1950, man. Like, it's not, it's not the, the 60s where these guys played for nothing. Like, it's it's modern sports. Like, I'm sorry that that milk isn't five cents anymore. I'm sorry that gas isn't. Isn't a, a, a dime. I'm sorry that athletes make money now. Like, I'm just, so it's the it's the most annoying argument out there. Like, well, these athletes make too much money. It's like, well, do you want the owners to have more money, or do you want the players to have the money? Like, can we all grow up? And why, well, and why, also, like, oh, they, they do something that 0.01% of the world can do to play this sport at that level. Like, yeah, they're playing a kid's game, but they are also way better than everyone else in the world at this kid's game. And the mar- they're the reason, like, people don't go to watch the owners play baseball. Like, they go to watch the players. They're the reason that they're record revenue. They're the reason that they're TV contracts at all. And the concept that they shouldn't get paid for that, like, and it's not even commensurate with what the owners make but that they shouldn't at least like get a a fair portion of the pie that the sport makes on the 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 shoulders of their play like it's crazy it is and uh you know it's like, just like it's uh it, again i'm so you keep saying it and so true like i actually get actively angry at people who side with the owners like it really bothers me i can't it's one of the few things recently where I can't like control myself. Like we talked around the air the other day at WIP and to camera owners, like, and I like, it was one of those things where, you know, you're, we both have like the same job description, right? Like we're supposed to contribute to the show from an all mic perspective, like when it's right, when it's necessary, we don't insert ourselves in the show when they come to us, when it's our bit or whatever, mm-hmm. like, 
it's the like one of the few topics ever where I can't control myself. Like I know that I shouldn't be like I'm jumping in on callers. Like I'm like, <laughs> it's like I can't control myself, man. Like I get so upset. Well, listen, man. It's that's called passion, right there. Um, I, I do. I, I listen, man. I love. I love the passion, and it's. And, and here's the frustrating part: is that, um, I feel like you and I and the listeners of this podcast are are outliers. Where we'll we'll like. I don't think there's a bigger lie than like, oh, well, I'll never come back. Like, I, I'm gonna be a sucker. Like, I'm always gonna come back, no matter what happens with baseball. If there's baseball on my TV screen, I will be watch. I will be watching it. Like, mm-hmm. I was watching college baseball over the weekend, and it's been nice. Like, I, I never get a chance to watch college baseball because I'm usually all fills up by this point. And it's like, yeah. it's like, listen, baseball is it's 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 still my favorite. And the fact that you know I was down in Hawaii and it was 80 degrees and sunny and Oh, I started thinking, and I actually walked to a baseball field. We were at a park one day, and I know, like, I, I don't know, are you? A, you're a dad, right? Um, <laughs> yeah, yes, I am. I, I don't know if you know this, James, but things with kids take like a lot longer. It, like, oh, it, it, buddy, yeah, yeah. yeah. I didn't, life. I didn't realize yes. this until I was a parent for a week, because Jill and I were down there, um, basically babysitting my one and three year old nieces. Um, I didn't realize how long things take. I thought I'm used to the. I can just go whenever I want, and I can leave whenever I want, and it's very fast. So um, that was a, an eye-opener because we went to a park, and we were there for, like, four hours. Like, way too <laughs> long. Like, and not, like, there's not that much to do besides play on, like, yeah. they're playing the jungle gyms. Obviously, I'm too big to play on the jungle gyms. They reminded me of that, which was unfortunate. Um, That's tough. That's a tough moment. Yeah, it is. Uncle, Uncle like, Jack, oh. you're, not, you're not allowed to do this. They're like, oh, I'm you're going to break it. I'm like, I don't care. Get out of my way. Um yeah. But I uh, actually, this is going to sound sad, but I went over to a, there was a baseball field and I want to see what it looked like. And mm-hmm. like, I swear, I started like getting misty eyed. <laughs> like, dude, I'm down, I'm down, I'm down so bad. I really am. I know. I'm down I, I, like. Actually, I think about you a lot. Like as upset as I get about the lockout, like I actually think about you and I'm like, you know what? If Jack's getting through this, I can get through. Well, it's just like, like every time I see an update, my head just like sinks. Like, I know it just, it's like, always it's, like no progress made. Yeah, it's like, oh, that awesome. Ten minutes, great. They, you know, one guy walked in and took a a dump on the desk and walked out. It's like great, this is terrific. Yeah. Thank yeah. you. No, everything's fine. Um, so it's just been it, it's been a rough go of it, James. Like I, honestly, people should be pretty happy that we haven't been doing pods this whole time. Yeah, like, because they, I don't know what else to say. Like, I, <laughs> yeah, like this rant alone, like I'm already like, all right, let's talk about something else. I know. Just, what are we supposed to do? Like, it's so frustrating. So you would have just gotten a bunch of this. So you know, you're welcome. Yeah, that, that's that. I think it we spared out. you. And if you turn, if you're still listening for some reason, thank <laughs> you. But uh, <laughs> I don't think this is changing it. anytime soon. Oh, and uh, we probably. <laughs> Should we stop promising this? I I, I think we're gonna do the the all time Phil's roster. I, I yeah, said I said to James, assuming, if there's assuming there isn't a deal like in the next few days. If so there's no agreement do, by we'll Monday, yeah. Next week. yeah. When there's no when there's no agreement by next week, we will uh, <laughs> we will do one then. Yeah. Um. Yeah. But Again, other than that, we yeah. interceded in a lot of ways. You know, we we really were planning on doing pods and like, you know, stuff happened. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like major league baseball got in the way well that too that was a you know a big part of it one thing let, let's let's spin it forward like the one thing i will say that like to your point i do think eventually we will have a season i think eventually like 
somehow this will get worked out. Um, you know, I think it'll ultimately, sadly, probably be because players are losing money and can't afford it as much as the owners can easily afford to not have the revenue of the games missed. And I think that ultimately the players will budge more than the owners. I just hope they don't budge too much. But whenever we do have a season, like the free, the like day or week of free agency that is going to happen before spring training starts, because obviously it's going to have to be crazy quick. If they're missing games, they're going to want to get people on the field as quickly as possible once they do get a deal. Like for the first times in our, like, you know, at least since like you know, in our life, really, but certainly since we were younger, where it'll be like, it'll be like the NFL or NBA, where it's like a, a day or two of like crazy, awesome excitement with deals and this, and he's going here and he's going there. Like, you know, that, that's something to look forward to, right? I well, mean, I hope so, but I already made my prediction because it's going to be right when NFL free agency yeah, starts. Yeah, I really hope that. That would be su- that would be such a disaster. You're right. I-, I don't know why I didn't think of that. Either that or if it doesn't get done by then, they'll wait till the draft and then it'll be done. Yeah. Yes. Something, whatever, whatever to make, again, I, this has been my general sentiment since this whole thing started, and it's that whatever they can do to make it as awful as possible, <laughs> they will do. Because there's no one better at, at making guys like you and I suffer than Major League Baseball owners. Yeah, it really is, man. And uh, again, to uh, the point you made before, like if there are people listening, and I think most of the people, the sickos like us that listen to this pod really have a grasp on what's going on. But if you are like, if this is kind of like, you know, the lockout's going on, but you haven't dug in, like take a look. Like don't listen to the the narrative that's getting put out. Like do a little research. And there are national guys who who do, you know, who aren't. Like I mean the passing thread from yesterday is a really nice place to start. Like it really very, you know, balanced look at at the situation as it stands. Like there are guys who are, you know, not total shills for the owners, but a lot of them are. Mm-hmm. Bowden, I'm talking to you. Um Well, so. it's, it is nice though cuz I do feel like that it feels like the uh, the the narrative I would say has turned a little bit though. Like it, it, people are more mad at the owners this time around than I would say a couple years ago. Yeah, well, well, and also the difference. Like I've heard a lot of people mention, like, well, ninety four and this and that. And I'll take it like this is a lockout. Like whatever you know, you want to whether you research or not. Like just optically, like that was a strike. The players striked. Like that it just has a different connotation than when they're locked out. Like then at least yeah. some portion of the blame is like, well, the owners are the ones locking them out, right? This is the owner's decision. Yeah. So frustrating, Jack. I'm just I I could we could do this for another. I, I mean I, I could I have so many thoughts and I I just. So what else, buddy? How you doing? I'm you doing right? well, man. How was Hawaii? I think a lot of people would like to know about the, the Hawaii trip. Yeah, so Hawaii was cool. Um, you know what's funny is, so, I love nothing more, than wearing uh Philly sports gear around when I travel. Cause I oh yeah. Like, oh, I know that about you. I like just seeing, I like seeing if people are going to have a reaction to it. You know, like I, I like the idea of, oh, you're from Philadelphia. Oh, you must be so mean or like, mm-hmm. just know that I'm probably a better sports fan than you. Um, so that was fun doing that. I met some, some Philly people down there. It's always like a nice bonding experience when you're on vacation, you're wearing Philly sports gear and they're like, ah, you know, like good to have, you know, a fellow Philadelphian down here. 4,000 miles away. Oh, there's nothing better than the the seeing a fel- fellow Philly person somewhere far away. I mean, like, oh, all right, nice. I know. It just it's a little bit of a little bit of uh, a bonding that you good. It's good to see. Um, I was on my flight down and I was all excited to watch Succession 
because United. Oh uh, yeah, you told me this is so tough. You, yeah, United came out and they're like, "Here, this is so tough, man." Here's all these free movies and TV shows. I'm like, "Oh, been waiting to watch Succession. I'm excited to to, to really get into it." Um, and the the problem is like, I, I usually read books on vacation, you know, or wherever I have a flight. It's the only time. Yeah, I'll, we're like cultured, you know. It's the only time I'll ever read. Um, cause oh, other, never mind. other than that, yeah, re- <laughs> <Some> re- re- <laughs> nah, reading's a total waste of time. Um, but reading. especially, uh, especially fiction books. I mean, let's it's grow like, up. It's old. Oh, don't, you're just taking shots at me now. <laughs> just stop. Enough of this. So what's the point to reading fiction? I mean, seriously. It's, it's super fun. No, it's, it's not. Know, no, it's not. There's, is. there's no you're redeeming crazy. qualities. These are great stories. Like, just watch the TV show. Just, watch a movie. Uh, I don't need fiction it, books. What, what, what do you want? Disaster, you have your mind travel? Take by you. What do you want? Your, your mind? You want to be brought into There's a different a universe? It's a cliche where everyone's like, oh, the movie wasn't as good as the book. Because it's never as good as the book. Because the book is always better. Uh, because books are better. also a waste of time. And you have like 18 hours to read a book. You have two hours to watch a movie. Of course the movie's yeah, not as good as the book. It's great. Like, and you can read a book in a lot more places you can watch a movie. Like, oh, if I'm laying in up. bed, I don't watch a movie. I read a book. If I'm like... You know, out and about, I can, I get, I have a Kindle app on my phone. Boom, I can read my book when I'm waiting in line or whatever. It's amazing. No fiction books should be read past the age of eighteen. That's a horrible take by you. I will, I will not, I will not stand for it. I will not stand for it. Is it not? Do, we're not doing this. Um. So anyway, I used to read the best. I used to read books on planes. Um. But with modern technology, and I make an adult. I now watch movies and other way around, all right, buddy. <laughs> movies and TV shows, and I did watch The Big Lebowski for the first time. Oh, nice! It's a good Dude, movie. It's a good one. It's a good movie. I was, I, yeah. I watched that movie and I watched Rain Man. Uh, ever heard of it? Okay. I watched. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I watched those two in the last uh, two weeks, and I genuinely, or no, I generally go into. <laughs> In, into any old movie with an eye of I'm going to find a way to find this overrated and I yes, left both like that. that's a great attitude <laughs> I left both thinking neither one's overrated I both were, were good movies I feel like you always end up with that though like you like to go into the old movies and be like oh it's going to be overrated and then you're always like that was really good like when Harry Met Sally you're like ah, okay, you know, I'll watch it and then you're like oh that was really good <laughs> you know? Um, I also had to say I don't know if this is like uh, uh, too far into my brain, or if this is a, a, a. I think we've we've passed that point a long time ago, buddy. I don't know if this is a bad sign, but I also went into Hawaii with the same mindset, and I didn't find anything overrated, which was yeah. Hawaii's, I mean, other than how expensive. Oh, well, don't even get me started. I mean, <laughs> all right. So succession. Tell your success. So I I sit down and. Yeah, I'm like, oh, I can finally, finally watch Succession. And it's like, all right, season one, and I'm like, oh, perfect, right at the beginning. So, <laughs> I get eight episodes. I get well, four on the way down, five on the way back, and I'm like, I even when I was on vacation, I was like, I kind of just want to watch Succession. Nice. And then I get on the flight well, home, and I I knock out five episodes, and I'm like, all right, I'm almost done season one of Succession. I think there's ten episodes. And I'm like, all right, get home. I turn on HBO Max, and it turns out. That I watched all of season three of Succession, oh, not man. season one. So oh. now I'm in this dilemma of like, do I go back and restart oh, from the beginning? So or do I just. It breaks my heart. I know. It breaks my heart. It's a really tough go, beat. I think you go back and you, and you just rewatch it all. That's what I would do. 
but you're probably you're probably right I, I i know i mean season one and two are great two is like amazing yeah yeah and it was just so weird watching it because i was like i was like how are they so far along in the character development like they're bringing up they're bringing up stuff that like like this is a really weird should i know about that it seems like something i should know yeah like I, I remember about. i watched the first episode and i never watched the second one or whatever and I was like, oh, the dad, whatever. And I was like, oh, okay. Well, it seems like they jumped really far ahead. You know, it seems like a pretty quick progression. <laughs> so I, my my red red flag should have been put up there. Yeah, should should have come up way sooner. But that was, that was, that it's was tough. It's been a tough beat. Um, so oh, man. <laughs> I'm currently debating if I want to go back and and. I think you go back. Everyone tweet at Jack and tell him we should go back. I, I say you go back. I mean, I think it, it the show's great and it's worth it. And you can see how it got to that point and, you know, provide some context for the third season. Well, at least I won't have a baseball season to watch. So I have plenty of time. You got all the time in the world, pal. Yeah. You got it. It's just, it's a beautiful thing, man. Oh, wait. It's not yeah. beautiful. Yeah. And it's just, what it makes me like equally is, awful i guess is that it should be spring training right now mm. and it, it, we should be like i i believe me i, I love seeing the prospects down there like it, and getting the stories and and seeing their batting practice and seeing bryson stott and and oh. and ethan wilson oh. and jordan vrs oh. it's been it's been oh uh, johan rojas who Untouchable, officially untouchable in trades, but um, but yes, they're actually supposed to be a minor league season, so maybe we'll speed like an Iron Pigs, Reading Vitan Phils, oh, Clearwater Threshers, wherever McAble is. Um, back maybe, to your, back to your roots. Yeah, I mean, I care about those teams more than the Phillies anyway. I've told you many times, James. I care way more about the 2026 Phillies than the 2022 Phillies. Like, oh, I think again, one of those things that every single person listening knows. There's, there's no surprise. The 2026 no. Phillies are very, very important to me. The 2022 Phillies <laughs> are semi-important to me. It's good because we might not have a 2022 Phillies, so, you know. I but it's probably a healthy way to look at it. You know what's gonna be fascinating about the 2026 Phillies, James? Lay it on me, buddy. <laughs> Please, I'm, I'm dying to know. Is that the MLB All-Star game is going to be here in 2026. Oh, yeah. So, so pro- that's, I mean, that's a good one. Bryce will be Bryce will only be 32 then. So he should be in the home run derby. And the last time he was in home run derby, James, was when? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Was it? Uh, I mean, he won it, right? Yeah, in Washington. It was like, the, I was like excited. Was in Washington? Yeah. Yeah, I was excited yeah. about a home run derby. Like, I mean, it was like a, it was like, it's a real sport moment. Um, The night that Bryce Harper won the home run derby in, in Washington. So, um, that 2026 is gonna be a big year. Apparently, Philadelphia is like trying to get the NBA All Star Game and the NHL All Star Game, and they're bidding for like like a World Cup. I think I don't know. It's gonna be the the mecca of the sports world if baseball ever comes back by 2026. Well, yeah, I think there's a uh, at least 50 50 chance it's back by then. You know, yeah. and <laughs> I think you know something to look forward to for us Philly fans. High hopes is back. It's high hopes again. Yeah, live from the uh, live from the stadium. I'm sure. I mean, Bryson Stott, to your point, is worth getting excited about. Like, dudes took a leap, it seems like. You see Fangraphs have his 34th prospect in baseball? Well, I mean, did you see who 20th was? Yeah, Mick, obviously. Yeah, but that's not super surprising. It's awesome. But, like, Stott hasn't been anywhere close to that. Well, here's the thing. I genuinely believe 
that nice not not generally, not generally right? i okay. genuinely believe that these freaking prospect sites have it out for the phillies like i, I dude they just don't know what they're talking about like they they frankly just i know the philly system has been down for a while and i listen this is this is more like a preemptive take or like a uh, another predictive take but their pro- their their system i promise everyone listening it is trending in the right direction there's legitimate talent in the lower levels so i felt like forever that the every single prospect ranking was always way too low on Bryson Stott and i i felt like i was taking crazy pills um so i think 34 is where he should be like you he, he sh- he was always a better prospect than the like he. There was buzz heading into that season, and even as as, as his draft season played out, that he was like a he was like a top five pick, and he, he fell because of signs of signing stuff because the MLB draft stupid. He never take the best player, whatever. He ended up being a Philly, and as soon as he hits the Phillies, people are like, oh well, he's going to be bad. I want to keep him low my prospect ranking. It's like he should have always been a, a top one hundred guy, and it shouldn't have taken him being good, which he has been since he stepped on a baseball field for the Phillies, uh, for these prospect rankings to 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 finally come around. So, yeah, welcome to the party. I mean, we, we've been here. Love that. It's just it's so annoying, dude. It's like, and then and then that feeds the people like, oh, the kids, the kids about prospects. And there's not, they got no talent in the system to trade. It's like, yeah, they do. But why are we why are we trading away talent for for a major league roster that's like not ready to really be put over the top? You know, like I just my general like feeling on on any trade, it's like, yeah, it would help the major league roster, but when you when you are still getting the talent back into the system, which they are in that process of now, like I just don't I can't leave the system barren when it's just starting to show some fruits again. I love this, Jack. This Thank is you. a uh it was beautiful, man. That was beautiful. I'm I'm with you. I'm I if you fully need, on board. If you need a guy to get fired up about prospect rankings, I will be your guy. I mean, impressed and Mattingly hasn't even dug his feet in yet. Dude. This guy hasn't even dug his feet in yet. Dude, if you want to put a smile on my face, just mention the name Preston Mattingly. Like, oh, the, the articles, they're all starting to be written up, and he's like, I don't want to give away the plan. It. He seems so Love confident. It. He seems so confident. He's just like I don't want his Donnie baseballs, kid. How could you not be? Ah, he he is just such a breath of fresh air. And like reading his stuff, reading the articles, he's talking about like, it's like yeah, last year we were picking backing starters down the minor leagues. I don't know why we were doing that. Like our starters are going to (laughs) be. He's like I don't. Our starters are going to be starters. And and he's like he's like the the great part about where we're at right now is how everyone's on the same page. And if you listen to this podcast in the last couple of years, I think I had mentioned a couple times that. Like the problem down there is that everyone's pulling in different directions. The fact that his first thing was like, yeah, we we got everyone on the same page. Everyone's pulling in the same direction. You know, they have the 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 nice part about the system right now to me is that they have a really good balance between like uh, biometrics, uh, like the driveline guys, and also and also some old school guys, which is fine. Like it's fine. It's just everyone has to be pulling in the same direction and. The fact that it seems like they are developing a Phillies way and there's a guy in Preston Mattingly that has a clue and, and people genuinely seem excited down there. It's just, it's, it's, it's good. And, and, you know, Ruben Amaro is tweeting out about how, about the, about big league or how about camp down there and how everyone's pulling in the same direction. And he's talking about Abel and Painter. And it's just like, it's so refreshing that it feels like, and I, Believe me, 2016, the Matt Clentac, Andy McPhail to 2021 era was brutal. But 
we we are coming out of this. I fully believe that. And I wouldn't like I wouldn't I genuinely wouldn't tell the audience like our listeners if I didn't believe it. I really do believe that they are they have turned a massive corner down there and I think our player development woes are are going to be a thing of the past. The era of the Phillies way, Fritz. Yeah, Brian Barber, Preston Mattingly, uh Ani. It's uh it's a good time. It's, it's a good <laughs> I time. I promise I will learn his name fully. I was gonna say Ani, but I figured Bray's guy was, you know, probably more descriptive he, at the moment. He is he's 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 gonna be awesome. He's smart. He's smart, dude. I I did some some article reading about him. Nice. It's bright guy. Man. Some are saying pretty, savior of the Phils. Pretty excited about this. Yeah. You know, uh, our guy Dave knows how to build a winner, man. We never doubted him. We did not have one bad thing to say about Dave Nebraska. I mean, it's just a bad winner on every level. Always has been, always will be. You know, <laughs> what can we say? We, we saw it, we read it right, and, you know, we're, it's playing out the way we thought. Yeah. It's a beautiful thing. Yeah. I, yeah. I did not ever say he was going to sink the franchise. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. Um, all right. You got a take bag? Before the take bag, I have a top five for you. Oh, buddy, it's a thing. I love it's it. It's a thing. It's a thing. Um, again, I just I, I I'm addicted to top five lists. It's... I'm wondering if I should steal the top five and and do one at some point, just because you know, it seems like people like to steal the top five. It does. Uh, it does. And uh, I mean, you know, I, Jack's away. It's like oh, top five oh, this, top five that. Yeah, you know, I don't know. Stealing my bit on Twitter and I mean, it is the top five. With Jack Fritz, yeah, it's that's not. What the, that's what the that's what the open says. It's definitely not with Dan Wilson. So, <laughs> I don't know. I did hear that one day where the open said with Dan Wilson, didn't yeah. it? I don't know. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the, <laughs> you, you think you think you mentor a kid, and and this is what he does. Yeah. Uh, I guess this is how you is this how you felt? Is this how I felt? Yeah. Like wait, you mentored wait. me, and then you know I'm now I'm Jack Fritz. <laughs> Yes, let's go with yes. Yeah, yeah, good. I like that. Good. It's good. All right, top five. My top five favorite things about spring training, if there was one. Oh, what a wistful list right here. What a just a man. I'm just gonna go to my happy place and and pretend that everything's okay. Yeah, and if you want to go a little inside my brain again, I uh, I came up with this. At, a lot, a lot of inside Jack's brain today. I came up with this at about seven fifteen this morning, sitting on my couch. Looking out the window, having a, a cup of coffee, and watching Sports Center, and said, "You know what? Here are five things I miss about spring training." Number five I is I love everything about this. But the image, you at the coffee, looking out the window, a slow tear, a wistful look on yeah. your face. Yeah, yeah, tear one teardrop just slowly cascading down your cheek. Like, love everything about it. Go ahead. Sir. Number five is uh, Scott Kingery going off. He owns spring training. Uh, he was so good that the Phillies decided, hey, here's six years, $24 million. Because Gabe Kapler can't yeah. go north without him. Um, yeah, but uh, the Phillies ruined him, Jack. The Phillies ruined him. Blame the team, not the guy who sucked. Yeah. Dustin Bedroya with team. more talent. Mm -hmm. Yeah. No one ever would have said that, though, no, right? I mean, not, not a scout. Not an old school guy with his eyes. Using his eye test. Uh, number four is the St. Patrick's Day uniforms. 
Love seeing the fills oh, in green. Love it. It's 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 a beautiful thing, Jack. Uh, and and James, many people do forget that Pavetta hit a hundred in fills green for St. Patrick's Day. Uh, do people forget that? I thought that was you know just baseline stuff for most people. I would say Pavetta hitting a hundred in the St. Patrick's Day uniform against the Cardinals was the peak of breakout Pavetta. <laughs> Yeah, I think that's fair. Number three is about the 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 sixth, seventh, eighth innings when the prospects get in. And if you want to see pure giddiness, it, like last year, I remember uh, I would have to produce the show while spring training were going on, and like uh, I will never forget Mickey's two home runs against the Yankees and just going nuts in the studio. And then John and I were like, well, "What are you doing?" And I was like, "Mick's going off." And it's like, "Well, no one else cares." And I was like, "I care." So um, I love the sixth, seventh, eighth inning, ninth inning um, when we we get the prospects in there and we can we can dream a little bit, James. That is the most Jack Fritz like thing that you could have said on the top five, at least so far. So far, there's a long way to go. Um, <laughs> number two, my second favorite thing about spring training is that first TV game when you see T Max face, or back in the day when you saw HK. And it's just like, wow, we're really here. We're we're back. We made it. We're, we made it through a cold winter. There's a little bit of sunshine. Bang, there's T-Mac ready to go as a professional as always. Love it. Love it, love it, love it. Couldn't agree more. And number, number one, one, my favorite thing about spring training is a day like today, James, when you're walking and it's yeah. about 30 degrees and it's like, yeah, but baseball. And you can just yep. kind of check Twitter. You see the beat writers tweeting out some batting practice. And suddenly, James, you feel a little warmer. And the fact that we have been robbed of that and robbed of that little bit of warmness and, 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 and warming your heart up and being excited about baseball and, you know, just thinking about how the Phils are definitely going to go like 83 and 79 this year. It really hurts, and uh, I just really hope that baseball can come together and figure out this stuff so we can get back to things that we love, James. Yeah, well, I, uh, beautifully said. Thank you. And, and Felt the deeply emotional. number one answer, like, it, it really, you, like, that's when you notice it. Like, that's when yeah. you notice that it's not here, a day like today, where you would used to be like, all right, you know, I know it's cold, but it's going to be warm soon because those guys are down in spring training, and uh, just, they're just doing think their about, thing, and, and think- we're there. Think about you and I, right? I mean, I get here. It's about time the practice starts. And I'll come bursting in your studio like, oh, you see that bullpen? Or like, oh, you see what, what Johan Rojas is doing? And, he, yes. and I see your face. So true. And you're so happy to see me. And, and you are you are too dreaming about Johan Rojas' debut in and center field at Citizens Bank Park. I am, I, am, I am living off of your life. You know, the the giddiness and excitement that goes into you when you storm into my studio with a, 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 a unadulterated look of pure joy on your face. Like, how, how, do, how do I, your buddy, your friend, your pal, not get excited from that? I don't know how you don't. I mean, it's, it's, it's an infectious <laughs> personality that I do have. So, yes, yeah, the charisma is just dripping. It's, it's, I, I would follow you into battle, Jack. Most people do say that. Leader of men. <laughs> that is me. Um, let's get to the take great bag. How, how, it was a great list. How about, how about that? We get to the take bag? 
Yeah, yeah. I asked you to like 10 minutes ago. Yeah. So. Well, sure. I had to get the top five out of the way. That was very important. You did. Yes. You yes, know that. It was. Um, my first take is I'm really curious. And I, again, this is one thing I don't exactly have high hopes for. But like, if you're the Phillies and the Sixers just got James Harden, they're going to be mm-hmm. going into May. They're going to be going into hopefully June. The Eagles have three first-round picks. The draft is in April. So it's either they're going to use those picks in the draft or they're going to use them to go trade for a quarterback. If you're the Phillies, do you just want no one talking about your team until until May, mm-hmm. June? Yeah. So I'm really tough. I'm really curious. Well, again, this is all God willing that there's a baseball season. But, like, yeah, look, they might not have to worry about it because there might not be games till June or July. So, yeah, no worries. But I'm really curious to see how – aggressive they are because I don't I don't think they want to fall that you can't fall that far behind in the headlines like like and there's a there's a, a high chance of that like James Harden's here the Sixers are here uh the Eagles are always the Eagles we're always going to talk about them like you can't you can't go two months into a season and not have any anyone talking about you so listen I wonder if there's any you know we, we've we've heard a lot about the competitiveness down there and I want to see some some competitiveness when this whole thing is over. Hundred million zillion percent, and that's what I was alluding to before with the like free agency period, the exciting period. Like Phillies have a lot to do, man. Like their team is not set. Like there are moves that need to be made, you know. So yeah, I'm I'm I need to see them go out and and do something and you know hope let, let's hope that maybe the players ridiculous statement but the players get them to budge on the luxury tag and the middletons maybe willing to spend a few more bucks wouldn't that be something that'd be great uh the second thing is i don't get why we can't have a real commissioner of baseball now that is not a oh, shot that's not the shot no, that's not a wait. shot at man at rob manfred it's not it's just it's about the position like all Rob Manford is is a voice for the owners. Why can't we have someone? Why can't we have a voice for the owners and a commissioner of baseball? Why do we have to have the commissioner of the baseball also double as the voice of the owners that doesn't really care about baseball? Why can't we have someone in the middle that's that's looking out for the best for both sides? Yeah, it's a, a super uh, altruistic, great thought, but you know, you know why, and and. Because the owners don't want it, and the owners run the league like that. It's just so it it's so new. it's so annoying. He is he is a clown. Rob Manfred is a clown. I never thought in my lifetime that I would see a worse commissioner than Gary Bettman, a man who engineered what three work stoppages, at least two in his in his time. I never thought I would see a commissioner that I thought was worse. And we've had some bad ones. Even Goodell, not a, not a great commissioner, obviously. Like Manfred's the worst. Like. In every way, I mean, obviously the strife, the disaster that is baseball right now, but like, for like even like little stuff, like even like being dumb enough to call the the trophy a hunk of metal, like it's just on every level. This guy is completely ill-equipped for the job. And to your point, Jack, like I don't even know if he watches baseball, much less likes it. You know, I just I, 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 he is the worst. I I passionately dislike Rob Manfred. Well, and he has no composure. Like he has no composure. Like the hunk of metal thing was clearly born out of like frustration and stuff. Like he just never has a calming presence to him. No, 
Yeah, and he's a he's a negotiator, and, th- and that's the silliest thing about this is the reason he got the job is like he's supposed to be the guy who fixes labor disputes, right? Like that's like his like mo or whatever. And now we're in the middle of this. It's like why do you why are you even the commissioner? Like what are we doing here? You don't care about the game, and you can't even figure out the other part of it. Like it's just disaster. I, I, I we got to move on, or I'm gonna like really blow a gasket over here. Uh, moving on. Uh, I think people are. I, I've probably said. This, I definitely said this a couple of times, but um, like the giving up on Alec Baum at the plate, I just find oh, so frustrating. Preach, preach. Like yeah, why? Preach. Uh, why? Because he had a, a down year and a second year in the big leagues after a, a team, uh, yeah, a sport had a whole off season to adjust. You know and. We do this with prospects where they come up and they're great and they're bad. And it's like, oh, well, now he's bad. Like, would you be surprised if Bryson Stott has a good first year and then his second year he struggles? It happens all the time. So I did, I genuinely do not understand the giving up on Alec Baum at, at, at the plate. Defensively, different story. I, I understand yeah. it there. Like, Thank I, God I the DH is coming, buddy. Don't remind me. But, um, I know. But at least for our team right now. Oh, listen. No, no team needs a DH more than this team. Holy smokes. Um... But I again, he he's gonna be fine at the plate. Like I just, I he's a good hitter. Always has good bat to ball skills. He got off track last year. Like it happens to most. Like I, Acuna and Soto and Tatis. Like I feel like they Trout, broke. Like there are a few that that don't. Like they but, broke everyone's but, brains when it comes to prospect yeah, development. Jack, it, that is the such an important key point. It's that these few guys who were like the true generational talent guys, like they come up and are just awesome from like 20 or 19 or 21. Like, you know, and it's, it makes people forget that in reality, most guys aren't even like 24, 25 by the time they make the majors. And it takes a year, two years, three years to, to really get your feel for your, your feet in the league and all that. Like Nelson Cruz wasn't good until he was like 28, 29 years old. And now he's got like over 400 career home runs or whatever. Like, it takes guys time. It always has. It's just they're a, a portion of elite all-time talent type guys who it doesn't. And to, I think you're so right, Jack. It is. It has made people look at this like, oh, you like you can't fail at all. Like you, it's a sport of failing. Like I, I, I think this is such a great point. Thank you. So it's it's one of my passion projects is leading the Alec Bones gonna be fine. <laughs> is gonna be fine. Uh, uh, charge. Do you uh, need a name? What? Do we need a name? Oh, the Bomb Squad. Okay. Yeah. Oh, I like that. The Bomb Squad. Okay. <laughs> wow, no, that's you, good. You gave me a millisecond to think of it. I think that's a pretty that not really, a... No, it's really good. Bomb Squad's really good, actually. Like That's quite a good job by you. Yeah. And maybe for a high hopes night at the ballpark, we could have the Bomb Squad all okay. together. The Bomb Squad. I have really... Like, that was... Did, did you not think of that before? Like, it's like that was actually on the moment, like, in the moment there? Because that's yeah. really impressive. Wow. Come on, man. Great job, buddy. If there's one thing I'm pretty good at, it's being quick-witted. Yeah, it's true. Um, tell you what, there was nothing that gave me more excitement this week than finally, finally seeing everyone on board the Griff McGarry hype train. Uh, there was the article started coming out. The, the, the Phillies were confused as the Y teams were calling uh, them about Griff McGarry, which shows that he has value around the league. And I would just like to thank the rest of baseball for, for letting uh, Roy Oswald 2.0 fall to the Phillies in the fifth round and Brian Barber, Thank you so much for bringing our future uh, stud home to Philadelphia. So um, welcome aboard, everyone. Griff McGarry is here to stay. 
And uh, you could convince me he's their number one pitching prospect. Um, I love it. <laughs> and and you heard it. You heard it here first. For what it's worth, Jack Fritz way out in front. Also, as you know, king of the name test. I mean, Griff McGarry is a, a just a home run name. Yeah, like it's just a, a a baseball name. Also, uh, one another article that came out was about Johan Rojas and how he is, um, like halfway through the year, they were like, just go. Just go be Johan. Like, go be Johan Rojas. And, like, he stole, like, 31 bags after that <laughs> and just started having fun again and was, like, a totally different player. And then this offseason, he's talking about how he's adding lift and he's going to, you know. I don't know why the Phillies are obsessed with getting guys that, like, smoke the ball on the ground, like Veerling Baum and, and Johan Rojas. But let's mix in some launch angle, guys, and, and start hitting the yeah, ball out of the ballpark. Buddy, please, please. And my final thing here, um, is uh, obviously watched a lot of college baseball over the weekend. So just a real quick general draft thought is that there is going to be some ridiculous talent at the Phillies at at, at 17. Like we're going to get another really, really good player to add to the system. Um, the college bats are, are, are finally there. Um, I don't think they need to take a, a high school prep arm again. Like it made sense the last two drafts. But there are some legitimate high upside college bats that I think will be there for them. Um, at 17, which is what they need. They need another high-level college bat. Um, or Cam Collier, who is 17 and is already tearing up the Juco uh, route, which is also insane. So there's so much draft talent. I can't wait to get into it when there's no baseball and all we have is draft stuff. We will be your podcast for that. James won't care, but I am here to care. Yeah, I, I was just thinking as you were talking there, like, this is my future right here <laughs> in this moment. Like, this is... <laughs> The next few months of my life. Oh, so I'm so sorry. Great. I'm so sorry. I'm not sorry at all. Like, I'm really not. I've Again, because I've told you uh, countless times, the 2026 Phillies are my team. We know. Yeah. I I, I love it, buddy. I love it. Uh, you know, right now, I'll take what I can get. Yes. All right? I'll take what I can get. How would you How would you rate this podcast? Was it not? And I was, it was fine negative in the beginning, but I feel like we, we, we did our high hopes thing. I thought it was great. Honestly, like, and maybe it's just because we we haven't done it in a while. Like, I actually thought it was a really good one. Yeah. <laughs> I, had a lot of, I had a lot of fun. Like, it's important to have self reflection yeah. period. Yeah, I thought it was a really good one. To be honest, I thought <laughs> you know, we, we we bitched an appropriate amount, a right. fair amount, considering the situation. Then we had some fun. You yeah. know, ten minutes of bitching. I think that's fair. Yeah, I think it was twenty, but either way, I think it's okay. I think it's okay. I think it's okay I'm too. Good with it. I, I hope people stayed through it <laughs> to get to the Me fun too. parts. Me too. Me too. Because it wasn't all bitching. No. Um, one last thing from my end, I guess my final thought. Do you have a final thought? Uh, no. I know you normally run through it in the tape. But all right, my final thought. Um, just with all that's going on with the announcing stuff in um, like football and all that, and you did your you know top five announcer pairings and all that, and you know baseball guys there, which is you know I think a bummer because there isn't that that sort of national baseball voice, and it got me thinking about that. Like it doesn't. It sucks. Like, we don't have a Vin Scully now or a Jack Buck or all these guys who, you know, we used to have. And, I mean, why not Jim Nance, right? Why not right. Jim Nance to, to make the move over, hop on with the hopscotching chairs, take over for Joe Buck if he goes over to ESPN or whatever. Yep. I, think, I think it should be Jim Nance. What do you think? Hello, friends. Um... He was kind of no, no. <laughs> yeah. I don't know if he golf, you know, he can kind of make. Yeah, it. he's just not. He's not care. He's not interesting and fun. No, no, yeah. he's it not. It is though, like obviously, you know, 
joking around. Uh, if for the real ones who actually are still here after all the the bitching and all that, I figured I'd throw them bone. But um, the the point I was making, I, I really was my real point though. Like it does kind of suck, right? Like you came in today and told me your top five announcer pairs, and I was like, no baseball guys. And it's like, yeah, like well, obviously, I, I think Joe. I, I would put Joe Buck on there by himself. It's just like he yeah, small small springs it down. I agree. Buck's great at it. Like, well, also, it just sucks that we don't have that like crew. That's like, oh, awesome. We get to watch, you know, uh, like I said, Vin Scully call a game night. We get to watch Jack Buck call a game tonight. We get to watch, you know, whoever. Like we used to have those guys, and obviously we had it here with Harry. And and look, Tom's great. We have a we're lucky locally, but it is a bummer that there isn't that national crew that you get excited to see do a baseball game. You know, what's actually a bigger bummer is that we got like trying to find himself Joe Buck when the Phillies were in the playoffs, you know? I know. It's like I know. Joe Buck now during baseball is awesome. And we got the guy that was like – Well, he, like, lets it go now. He's not like Mr. Like, I'm going to be Pat Summerall. He's like, I'm going to, like, show emotion. Also, who would ever want to be Pat Summerall? Oh, my God. I, I have to hear, oh, 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 Pat Summerall was so – oh, shoot. Talk about a bore. Holy cow. Hand off to the right side. Smith has it. Uh, touchdown. Amazing. Oh, geez. touchdown. Yeah. Touchdown. But yeah, we got Joe Buck that was like, Chase Utley hits know, to the right. Got... Uh, One the nothing. Night, it's like his best call. And even then, like now, Joe Buck would be like, hitting to the night. Like just you know, so much more energy and yeah. excitement. Like the right? Schwarber, like the Schwarber home run off of uh, uh, yep. the Astros, like the Grand totally. Slam. That's like that. That, yeah. that could have been, that could have been our stairs home run. I know. I know. Well, well, that's why we got to do it again. Maybe. Uh, maybe this decade we can mix in a, a playoff appearance. <laughs> I don't know. I feel good about the 2026 Bills. Dude, the 2026 feel, Bills are going to be a juggernaut. You know, I feel like that's going to be a, a good a good chance of, of you know, another into the night moment with more emotion. Hey, James, trust me. Yes. Trust me. I do. When have I not? When have I not? Yeah, that's All probably right. a bad thing. Um, yeah. this, this was awesome. And we promise we're back. Like, yeah. unless, you know, something happens or whatever and we miss a week or whatever. But we're like... Even if baseball's not back, we're back, and uh, this was awesome. I, I felt like this was cathartic. We needed it, buddy. Yes, I agree. All right, his friends and stuff. See you guys soon. Hey, Rob Bradford here. You guys know I'm always up for a good MVP story, and one of the best stories is Wasabi Technology. Wasabi is the world's hottest cloud storage company, and it's become the go-to provider for professional and collegiate sports teams, including 20 major league baseball teams like the Red Sox and NHL teams like the Bruins and Vancouver Canucks. Even the Liverpool Football Club is getting in on the Wasabi action. So why is Wasabi the MVP? Well, Wasabi was purpose-built to free businesses from skyrocketing storage costs and unpredictable transaction fees that the Amazons of the world are charging. In fact, Wasabi is up to 80% less than those hyperscalers and doesn't charge a cent for businesses to access their data. From Wasabi's AI-enabled intelligent media storage, Wasabi Air, to the industry's only cloud storage service with triple protection against cyber criminals, data deletion, and ransomware, Wasabi's taking the lead in driving innovation in data storage and helping sports teams to unleash the power of their data. Wasabi, another Boston-based champion championship team.